welcome to the Teen Boss Babe podcast. I'm your host, Paola, founder of Socials by Paola and Teen Boss Babes. I'm obsessed with supporting young entrepreneurs on making their business dreams come true. Stick around with me and learn all about starting your journey, how to grow, how to be successful, other boss babe journeys, and my journey. Now, let's get into being a Teen Boss Babe. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Teen Boss Babes podcast. Today, we have Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm so excited to have you on a podcast. Guys, Alyssa is known on Instagram as Fashionably Surfed, and she lives in the same city as me. And she's just an amazing content creator on Instagram, and I love everything she does. So I'm super excited to have her on the podcast and just have you guys get to know more about a content creator and, of course, a small content creator that's in a major city, of course. So Just feel free to let us know a little bit more about you and who you are. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here. This is so much fun. And I think this is actually my first podcast that I'm doing. So that's really fun. Um, But yeah, I live in San Diego, California. I moved here in 2016 and I absolutely love it. It's such a beautiful city. Um, I started doing Instagram shortly after I moved here in 2018 is when I took it seriously. And ever since then, I've just been pursuing this career and I love it. And I'm so happy every day to do my job. And I think that's what's important. Tell us a little bit about your journey. How slash when did you start content creation? I know you said it was basically when you moved to San Diego, but when was that kind of point that you're like, I'm going to take this seriously? And how did that look like? So I was working a regular nine to five job. Well, I was actually in retail, so I would work weekends and holidays too and that whole thing. Um, And I would always just joke with my team there like, oh my gosh, like, wouldn't that be so cool to be on Instagram, you know, and live that Instagram life literally as a joke. I did not think I was going to pursue it or take it seriously at all. I just love clothes and I love shopping. And I was like, oh my gosh, that would just be the perfect career path for me. So later down the road, I. I guess I just kind of decided to start and I was like, I'll just do it as a hobby on the side, like for fun. So I started posting outfits and kind of going to events and trying to meet people. And it was really, really scary at first, but I'm so glad I did it because I've met some of my best friends on the platform and they're my best friends in real life now too, which is like probably the best thing I've gotten out of it. Um, But 2018, it was October when I started to take it seriously And I was like, okay, I'm actually going to try to monetize. And I think I had maybe 5,000 followers at that. Like, okay, I'll just try. And this brand had reached out to send me like a a t-shirt. And I was so excited. It was the most exciting thing to happen to me. I told my boyfriend, I was like, oh my gosh, babe, like this company wants me wants to send me a shirt and take a picture on in it and post it on my Instagram and I just thought that was the absolute coolest thing you know here we are now it's so different but when you're starting it's just so exciting to even see a company or brand be interested in you so that was really fun and ever since then I've just you know been pursuing it and working on it and building it yes I love it I mean everything you produce on Instagram is just so cool I I always comment on it because I'm obsessed with everything and the style of the photos that you take I think is super super cool as well um but I love how you also said like that first deal was like the one you're like oh my god like this is real and it's like having that surreal moment because I've had brands send me stuff and I'm like wait how is this even real like 
how is this even possible? So I can relate into that kind of feeling of being like, oh my God, is this even real? And then you're like, wow, if I could do it with one brand, I can totally do it with so many more. And I've been able to see you grow with so many different brand collaborations as well. Um, and we'll get into that later on. But what was your inspiration behind starting it? I know you said it was just like for a joke, but did you ever like follow influencers before you were actually one? Like, were you, would you ever look up to them? Were you ever like, oh my God, I wish one day people can send me stuff? I mean, I feel like for me, it was kind of just like everyone has to start somewhere. You know, no one starts out big and famous or whatever. So I was just like, I just want to start this and see what happens. I wasn't really into the blogger world before I joined it. So I maybe followed a couple, but I didn't even know who they really were. You know, I just kind of like liked their style. And I was like, okay, like maybe I should look to see what they're doing, you know, and maybe try something similar, but like with my style and see if that works. So I think that's how I kind of got into it and started to follow more and more bloggers as I got more and more involved. Yeah, I love I love how you kind of included how you grew with the follower, like with the blog kind of movement, because I know like the blog movement wasn't that big back then. And then out of nowhere, there was just like 20 million bloggers and everyone's like yeah. trying to see what they do. So I kind of like how you said, like you kind of also found bloggers while you were becoming one, which I think is also super cool because there's always like new ones coming through my page and following me and I'm like oh my god that's so cool like I never knew about them and it's like wow yeah you know yeah <laughs> so what was it when you first started I know you said you started at 5,000 followers and you kind of started taking it seriously but did it take you long to grow where you are now I know it's from 2018 to 2020 but did you ever have like any rapid growth or is it just like it grows and it grows like how was that process for you I think if you are part of the Instagram world, you know that the algorithm plays such a part in everything. And I think in 2018, it wasn't as hard to grow as it is now. Instagram has changed so many things and they are changing constantly. So it's hard to keep up. And like you said, there's so many more girls now two years later than there was, you know, in 2018. And so I just think it's everyone's journey is so, so different. And when I look back on mine, I was at that 5,000 mark and I was able to hit 10K by the end of the year. So I grew like 5,000 followers in just a few short months. And I was just like so shocked. And I was like, oh my gosh, like if my growth keeps going at this rate, I could hit, you know, 20K by this day, 50K by this day. And, you know, set goals. But of course, like with the algorithm now, it's so, so hard. Yeah. And it's always changing. So you always have to change up your strategy or figure out like what's going on. And you have to just keep kind of pushing through it. Even though like right now, I will go through periods where like I won't grow for a month. And I'll see like so many girls just growing. Or I'll even like lose followers during a month, you know, and then maybe another month, I think August or September was like really good for me. I think I grew maybe like 3000 followers and like my engagement was like super, super good. It was like getting like 5000 likes per photo, you know, so it's just literally it's all over the place and it's so unexpected and you never know what's coming. So it's, you know, the numbers do matter, but it's also important not to dwell too much on them or focus too much on them, you know, set goals for yourself. But also, I think the content is the bigger piece in that create high quality, good content that brands want, and you'll get brand deals.
even if you don't have a crazy amount of followers or really high engagement rate, if you have really good content, then that's like what you want. Yeah, I like how you touch base on like the growing part and like setting goals. Cause I know for us, for Team Bosses, we went from, I think 2000 to 5000 in two weeks. And it was just cause like of a viral TikTok, but it's like, you see that growth and you're like, oh my God, if I stay on this lane, I'm gonna like keep growing higher and higher. But then you see Instagram changing or maybe, you know, your views go down, but it's like, that should never stop you. And I'm pretty sure it never stopped you because you saw your numbers go up and down. Um, but it's always Instagram. Instagram is always changing and there's always like new tools that are cool as well to get, you know, yourself featured and found, for example, reels or using certain yeah. hashtags. I think that's also a way Instagram has com- incorporated like getting, being able to get found, but also it's like the algorithm is like, oh, I just saw someone's photo from like four days ago and you like yeah. it. They're like, they look at you like, like if they text you and they're like, why did you like my picture from four days ago? Like, that's weird. You're like, that's my Instagram. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely important if Instagram does roll out a new feature to take advantage of it almost like immediately because obviously they don't have a ton of creators using it yet. So Mm -hmm. if you are, you know, one of the first people to jump on that, then I think they'll, you know, show that content to a lot of people to get them also interested in it. So like when Reels came out, a lot of people were like against it. They're like, no, I'm just going to stick to TikTok. That's my thing, blah, blah, blah. But then the people who are like, you know, you could post your TikTok video on your Reels Mm -hmm. and kind of double dip with the video, which is nice then Instagram started showing reels. So sometimes my reels will get more views than my TikTok videos Yeah. or vice versa. So it's so weird. So that's why I always post on both platforms because you never know who's going to see it. Yeah, of course. And it's like also like there's two different audiences on both. Like you can always get found by different people in different ways. So I think it's interesting to say that like, like I guess it's called like cross-pathing your content or I don't know the official word but like yeah using your content for two different things is really important because it's like you win in both ways (laughs) exactly and it saves a bunch of time too yeah so I know you said a little bit about meeting friends and stuff like that but also I know you did start a YouTube channel and if you guys don't know I actually made her intro um I remember when you reached out to me I was kind of like going crazy because I mean, I've always been following you. So how did you get into the YouTube space? Because I'm pretty sure you started a YouTube channel after you started blogging. Um, yeah. But what was that moment that you were like, oh, you know, let me transfer to YouTube and start a different platform? For me, I think when you start your Instagram and you start to take it seriously, a lot of people will tell you or when you're researching, you'll see you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket because what if Instagram tomorrow just went away? Like, what would you have? What platforms could you still monetize? Like, where do people know where they could find you if one platform disappeared? And so I was like, you know what? YouTube has been around for a while. Seems pretty consistent. And I've always wanted to try, you know, video and video editing. So that's kind of why I was like, I'll just give it a shot and see what happens. And I feel like the YouTube algorithm is kind of similar where if you post a video, it could go viral like months later even if you post it and immediately it doesn't get like crazy engagement, like leave it up because you never know like what trends will be happening. And maybe in a couple months, it'll just pop off and you'll get a ton of followers. Like last year I did um, an iPhone unboxing and it was the most basic video. It was literally me just opening the box of my new iPhone and showing it to the camera. And I think right now it's at 28,000 views. And it's like so crazy because I only have like, 
I think like 500 subscribers. So just really funny. You never know yeah. what can happen and, you know, create yourself on different platforms. Cause then if someone finds you on YouTube, they might want to see your style and photos. So then they'll go to Instagram and follow you. Yeah, that's true. It's also like finding more people, you know, people from YouTube might not even know you have an Instagram or might not know exactly. you from Instagram. So it's really cool how you mentioned that people can find you from YouTube and then go to your Instagram, which also, you know, cross like growing on both platforms at the same time. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite type of video to film on YouTube? Like, what's one video, you know, if you had to choose, what would you film all the time? I think for me personally, I like filming travel vlogs. I think it's really fun because especially when you're editing and putting it together, it's kind of like a memory for yourself to kind of look back on. And then later down the road, you can like show your kids like, hey, like this is the trip I went on. You know, it was so beautiful here. Um, I've, I've done a couple like haul style hauls and I'm working on a weekly vlog right now. And I think this is my first one that I've tried. And those ones just tend to be a lot of work because with the style or the style hauls, those ones, you're just like going through so many clothes, you know, it's like put on one outfit, record in it, take it off, throw it to the side, put on the next outfit. And you're just doing that with like so many pieces of clothing. And then once you're done, you still have to like edit, you know, put music in, clean up your mess. And it's just, it's not as fun as like reminiscing about like your favorite vacay that you just went on. And then weekly vlogs are hard because you forget to take the camera with you. So like, you're yes. literally just reminding me now I haven't even vlogged today but like I didn't really do anything exciting today I've literally just been like like I said computer work and running a couple errands and you know and I'm just like do people really want to see that but I love watching other people's vlogs so then I'm like maybe people like that really simple basic everyday routine like they like to see what other people are up to yeah. and that's what I try to remind myself I'm kind of the same way. I personally like watching vlogs because I, I just, you know, it's fun looking at what other people do. But then when you film your own, it's like, oh, my God. And then I'm like walking into a CVS and I'm like, do people even care or is this really weird? <laughs> yeah. And then you pull out the camera. You're like, wait, people are going to hear me. Like, am I, am I supposed to like start or like, is my camera going to start making some crazy noises? <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I kind of want my channel to be a variety. So that's why I'm really working on it. I, I always have this thing where like, I'll film my videos, and then I'll forget to edit them. And then like a month later, I'll be like, Oh, yeah, I filmed that video, I need to edit and put it up, you know? Yeah, or it's so. like that time that you're like, Oh, I don't want to edit today. And then like, you had that video, and you totally forget. Mm -hmm. and you're like, is it still relevant? Should I still post? It? Yeah. But then it's like you put so much effort and time into it, you want to post it yeah but i think it's yeah. fine people don't really know a nail difference won't tell <laughs> yeah um so i know you said you've actually met some of your best friends through the platform and through instagram and blogging so how has that been like how have they impacted your life not even just your friends but you know networking with people with brands how has that helped you grow as a person as well as your personal brand with influencing one of my favorite things about this industry and about this career is networking and connecting with people. I think it's so crazy. And like, you know, my parents still don't really understand it when I try to explain to them what I do or like 
explain like, oh, where'd you meet that person? Oh, on Instagram. You know, they don't really get what that means. But like when you just reach out to a girl that you like her style and say like, hey, want to grab coffee and chat? Or hey, would you want to take each other's photos this weekend? You know, just reaching out and trying to build that relationship. It really goes a long way. And then you're, you know, you're going to be friends with someone who has common interests with you. And I feel like blogging is a common interest, you know, with a lot of my friends right now. That's just kind of what my friend circle is. So that's been huge. And then on the brand side, too, it's really cool to kind of put a face to the brand. And, you know, like I said before, when I wasn't a blogger, it would be literally a dream to be working with the brands that I work with today. And I like never thought that that would happen. But it's so important to build that relationship and continue to stay in contact with those brands and, you know, do your best work for them because it's like when they have new campaigns, they'll think of you. They'll like reach out to you and send you the campaign, you know, over someone who they had to kind of deal with and like ask for their content multiple times. Like, please send it for approval. Please do this. Please do that. Like following up. Like if you just make it easy for the brand, they will want to continue working with you and will continue to want to build that relationship and I think that's how you become successful is by doing that yeah I feel like it's 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 like common and not like common sense but like you're right with you know just giving it easy to a brand because I mean if you want to work with a brand it's like do you want them to you know hassle you every time and be like oh my god I two weeks later like I forgot to send the approval and then they're never gonna want to work with you so right I feel like being on top of it you know, you're working with an amazing brand, let's say some crazy, you know, high, high luxury brand. And you're trying to build this trust. And it's like, yes, you're working for the brand. But it's also like, try to build trust with people that work inside of it. And I feel like you've probably, you know, become friends with people that work inside brands you've kind of collaborated with. Um, And how do you feel like those relationships are also important with people that you have worked with that work for brands? in this industry there are a lot of mean girls and you don't want to be one of them you know what I mean like it's just like just be nice and be kind it goes a long way and brand reps will remember that and a lot of times brand reps or PR reps also bounce around different companies so if you burn a bridge with them at one company and then they move over to your dream company and you want to pitch them they're going to be like, absolutely not. Like that girl was so terrible to work with. Like when I was at this other brand, like she was the worst. Like, so you want to leave the best taste in people's mouth and like, just do your best. And if you do end a relationship, end it on really good terms, you know, just in case if they do move around, you're not closing other opportunities for yourself. Yeah. I think that's important to, you know, if a a brand deal or something closes, like make sure you still stay positive and, you know, kind of on good terms with everyone because like you said you never know PR people always are moving you know jobs Mm -hmm. or they get into a bigger agency or you know the agency contacts a brand new crazy brand that you've been obsessed with like you never know so I think it is like a really important point like to you know if you want to be a content creator to kind of build that relationship because I know there is a lot of mean girls out there and you know that they're like send me products like it's happened to us like people DMing me like send me products if not I hate you and you're like um, like I don't even know you like who are you you don't yeah. even follow me like yes that's and they don't even follow yeah it's it's crazy what people think they're entitled to mm-hmm. and they're not nice about it yeah and I and I think it's just like 
maybe you do want to work with that brand and maybe they'll say yes but do it in a nice way don't just be like hey send me stuff like it's like they're gonna be like can i see your numbers can i see like yeah. your instagram and it's just i i guess it's just people kind of expect it to be or they just easy. join join the platform for the wrong reasons they just want yeah you know, free stuff, and they'll just see what they can get, and, like, it's just, it's not gonna work, it's not sustainable. Yeah, it's, like, yes, maybe they'll say, some brands will say yes, but it'll get to a point where people even know each other, and those brands will be, like, ew, you guys send stuff to to that person, like, they don't even, they didn't even say thank you, they never, you know, they were never nice to anyone, and it's, like, you have to be a representative of yourself, but also of, you know, your account, your brand. Um, exactly. It's really important. So, I know you also have a business and I wanted to talk a little bit about it since I know it's I know it's like not very common for content creators to have businesses um, but I wanted to touch base on yours since it's very I love it I I have a scrunchie I remember I went to an event and I think your scrunchie was like in the goodie bag um, and I use it like all the time Um, so tell us a little bit about your inspiration on starting your business and what is your business what is it all about So I really wanted to have my own brand. And when I started, I had no idea what I wanted it to be. So I was always just looking for inspiration or name ideas or, you know, just anything to really inspire what I wanted. And I, and I was obviously doing it myself too. So I wanted something that an industry that was easy entry. So meaning that it wasn't super expensive. There weren't a lot of barriers up, like it's not hard and something that didn't cost a lot either. Cause I was, I am still on a budget, um, you know, things are expensive. And so, you know, I was like, you know what, like I want to try some hair accessories. And at the time, Pearl hair clips were just blowing up and they still kind of have a thing right now, but they were just so so popular so I was like okay this will be the perfect idea for me to kind of start and so I initially I wanted to start with um, silk hair scarves but as I was researching and looking at manufacturers it was really hard and expensive to get exactly what I wanted without having to buy like a thousand of them up front you know and with a small business you don't really want to like stock up on all that product because if it doesn't sell, then you're just sitting on it. And it's like, okay, what do I do now? So I was like, okay, well, while I was working on that, I was like, I can do some pearl hair clips and some silk scrunchies. And I think scrunchies were, you know, really popular too at the time. And silk is so good for your hair. So I was like, okay, this is perfect. So I kind of just started getting my inspo and ideas from those things. And then the brand that I have is called Summer Buns. And I just thought it was so cute. It was kind of just a play on word. You know, I love the beach. I love being in the sun. So like, you know, like a tan summer bottom bikini type thing, because I also wanted to like start a bikini company. And as I researched that, it's like really, really hard. It's really expensive. It takes a really long time. And the market just seemed so saturated. So I was like, no, I don't really want to go into that. So that's kind of where the summer buns idea came from. And then when I was, you know, thinking of scrunchies, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. I'm always wearing my hair in a bun during the summer because it's hot and I have really long hair. So I always keep it pulled up. So then I'm like, okay, it's a summer bun. So I kind of just stuck with it and I love it. I think it's so cute and just like cheeky. And yeah, I think it's, (laughs) and I think it also matches with your Instagram username, which is fashionable. Yeah. 
exactly like, I kind of like keep the theme together with yeah. everything and kind the, of like make it work theme that you have exactly I love that and t- I think now it's like a lot of influencers are starting to use their following to create brands now you know you'll see like yeah. you know girls coming out with jewelry lines or like sweat set lines or candle lines my friend just did her candles like there's so many opportunities out there and it's all about again not putting all your eggs in one basket and as a content creator and a self-employed person you want to have as many streams of income Mm -hmm. as possible because you never know when one might be slower and you can't just rely on that one you need to have other streams coming in to support yourself yeah I love how you mentioned the streams of income like it's important to have different places I mean of course you're going to start with one but when you have you know that time and you know you can put more effort into you know something else that you wanted to start for example you that you wanted to start your own brand that's like your name as well so it's like that is also another stream of income and then it's also like another way you know maybe one day you know Instagram can end but your website is still up like people can still find your business so it's like you have kind of like that back thing, like that backup, but it's also kind of fun because I mean, you can make it like your own little brand sponsorship, you, you know, promoting your mm-hmm. own business, which is something that a lot of content creators don't do yet. But as you said, like it's very common now, especially during quarantine, that a lot of content creators are starting their own brands, which I think is pretty cool because it's like, oh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I love seeing all these, you know, entrepreneurs and new ideas coming up and just seeing what people come up with. And I think it's so important because even when you have the different platforms, you can also use that to leverage more collaborations, you know, instead of just saying, oh, you know, I can post on Instagram. I can say like, hey, I can post on Instagram, my blog, my YouTube, my TikTok, et cetera, whatever platforms you have. And that way brands are going to want to work with you more because you have more of a reach and a different reach on the different types of platforms. And I think that's very, very valuable, especially with having a brand too, because then it's like I can promote my brand on all those platforms that I have as well. Yeah. And I think it's important because, of course, again, you're like cross, um, you know, cross promoting your own business and other businesses and everything at the same time. So I know everyone's probably like, oh, my God, how does she manage her time? Like she does all this you know, she has to keep up with her content creation. So what does time management look like for you in a day or in a week? How do you not plan out, but how are you able to manage everything that you have going on with brand deals, your own business, you know, hanging out with friends, taking photos, all the different things you have to do? I think it's, that's what I love about this job is because every day is different. You don't do the same thing at all. So it's like, you're not just sitting at your desk every day from nine to five. You know, usually I will, I have a planner. So I write everything down in my planner. I'll write in my due dates when I need to submit things. um, When I have events coming up, anything like that. And then sometimes I'll print out a separate calendar, especially like for this month because black Friday is so busy. So I will write my calendars, you know, submit this draft, post this today, shoot this, like make sure you have this ready to go, you know, by this date, just so everything is clear and nothing gets forgotten so that I don't let a brand down. But I think it's important. I always try on Sundays to kind of just sit down, look at my schedule, see what I have for the upcoming week, see what I need to get done, you know, rate it from like what's the most important or what's due first to least important and then just kind of starting that 
I'm like one of those people. I love to write everything down. I like to write down my to-do list and I like to check things off when I'm done because that just makes me feel like I've been more productive. And then usually I set Mondays aside for admin work, so just catching up on emails, contracts, sending content, you know, sending analytics, making sure everything's caught up. That way the rest of the week I can work on content creation or events or focus, you know, on summer buns and kind of do work for that. And then some days I feel like I do a lot and some days I feel like I don't do anything at all. And it's just kind of day by day, see what you need to do. And, you know, as when you are self-employed, you can, you know, make that decision. You can say, okay, like today's Tuesday, you know, it's pretty slow right now. I'm going to take a me day and, you know, go to the beach, you know, if you plan your time and use it wisely and you're productive when you are working, then, you know, it's really, really fun. Yeah, I feel like it's also important, like you said, to kind of manage that time, like knowing, oh, I did everything I need to do. Like, let me give myself Tuesday off because, of course, you have control of everything. And if you get used to giving yourself every day off, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's not going to work. So I like the other thing. Oh, and the other thing, too, I think it's important to really, you know, just have good time management skills. And I think when you do that, you're not as stressed. And I think that's what's important, too. Yeah, not trying to get overstressed with everything you have to do. And also because you are self-employed, and I kind of share this all the time with people who are entrepreneurs or who want to be them. It's like, yes, you could have a whole Monday filled with stuff, and maybe you have some stuff left and you're stressed about it. But remember, you're self-employed, so you can go ahead and do it on Tuesday if, you know, if it's causing too much stress or you're just overwhelmed or there's just so much to do like it's your own schedule so you have to kind of fit it in like they're the only due dates you are putting is either a brand or yourself so it's like exactly and I think too a lot of people don't realize it's that self-employed people and content creators work almost nonstop. like sometimes it's hard to like cut off a timeline or like on the weekends like I usually create content on the weekends and, you know, that's my job. That's my work. And so I am working on Saturdays and Sundays. So it's like, if I do take a Tuesday or Wednesday off, you know, to run errands, go grocery shopping, get my nails done, whatever it is, people are like, Oh, you're, you just like, don't have to mm-hmm. work, you know, but like, it's like, no, I'm always working. Like, yeah. And if you think I'm, about yeah. it, if you think about it, going grocery shopping and getting your nails done is work. Cause you're probably posting on Instagram that you're, Right. You're sharing your life. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's hard to draw that line. Yeah. Like what is personal life or what is work? What is business when you're always constantly Mm -hmm. sharing both? Yeah. And I kind of can relate to that because it's like people ask me, oh, like you work by yourself. Like, you know, you're still a teen. Like you don't have to work a regular job. But it's like if in the long run, this kind of goes harder than a regular job because there's times that you want to work from. 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. and you don't want to take a break and you just want to focus and go and go and go and go or it's like you're somewhere and you're trying to say you're trying to have dinner with like your friends you're like oh my god this would be such a cute picture for Instagram or oh my god this would be such a great way and it's like I think it's just like our creative minds always flowing and kind of always being like we need to work we need to work or it's like oh my god like if I go to the coffee shop I'm like I should take a picture because You're like, it's going to be cute. Yeah. You got to always take the opportunity. But then it's like, people are like, oh, but it's, you're not working, right? And you're like, that is kind of working. Like, 
you never i mean it's i think it's just the thing about like self-employed or entrepreneurs or consecrated it's like you're always on that kind of grind and it's mm-hmm. like we also have to like you said find that in between and be like no like today i'm not actually gonna do anything like let me just you know right watch you're TV like i need to breathe today i need to relax so that i don't go crazy <laughs> and yes. just lose my mind yes yes so but yeah it's definitely necessary yes so oh my gosh so now that we're kind of getting to the end of the podcast these are the last three questions that i always love to ask anyone and I think it's important to ask people their goals and their, you know, plans, because it's it's really important for you to maybe listen back in six months, 10 months and be like, oh, my God, that goal actually happened. So do you have any future plans or goals for yourself, for, you know, your content creation, your personal brand, I guess you could say, and for your own business? For me, I'm really big into manifestation. So I try like I've said before, because Instagram is so up and down, it's really hard to kind of predict like what your numbers will look like. So I try to really like manifest where I want to be. But if I don't hit it, you know, I don't get super upset. I want to be able, you know, to provide great content for my audience and provide value and information that people can take and use. And so I think I try to set those kind of goals or like, you know, this month I want to, manifest this amount of money in collaborations and I think people also have to realize when you manifest something you still have to do the work for it so okay I'm gonna manifest this goal this is how I'm gonna do it I'm gonna pitch you know five brands a day five to ten brands a day you know I'm gonna make sure I follow up you know I want to get you know this many paid collaborations this month or I want to make this much more than I did last month and really set out a plan So I think my goal is always to just try to be better than I was, you know, last month or the other, like, not to compare myself to anybody else and be like, you know, oh, catch up to her or do this, but just compare myself to my past self and what I'm doing and just make sure I'm growing personally and improving. And if I can look back and see that there is improvement, then I feel like I'm doing what I need to be doing. Yeah. I love that because I also like that you touch base, like making your goals, you actually have to work for it. Because a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to make this goal and I'm just going to let it happen. But it's like, wait no, for it to happen. Yeah, it's exactly. like, no, there's so much that you have to do. Like, yes, you said, oh, I want to hit, let's say, 10,000 followers in the next month. But it's like, it's not just going to come because you said it. Like, you right. actually it's have like, to. How are you going to do that? Yes. So I think exactly. it's important that you said that. And also kind of reflecting on your past self. I mean, Yes, you might look at someone else and be like, oh, I wish I was like them, but kind of just look at yourself. Like, you might be super impressed from your past, you know, your yourself this month than what you were last month because every month we grow every day. Exactly. So I really love That's how you like said That's one of my mottos on the platform too is just kind of like stay in your own lane, you know, keep your blinders on and just work hard and improve yourself, you know, and if you want to collaborate with a brand, you know, write it down, manifest it, say it out loud, and then do the work, DM Mm -hmm. the brand, try to find their email, try to contact them, create a personalized pitch, tell them why you would be such a good partner and how you can provide value for them. You know, if they don't answer, follow up, be persistent. The worst they can say is no. And I will continue to follow up with the brand until they give me like a hard no. Sometimes they won't respond. I'll just wait a week and follow up and just say, hey, 
just wanted to bump this to the top of your inbox. I'm sure you're extremely busy right now. Thanks for your time, you know, and just continue to follow up. And I just, I'm, I'm serious when I say I will not stop until I get a no. <laughs> if once the brand tells me no, then I'm like, okay, great. But until then, yeah, keep going because you never know what could come of it. And just some of my dream collaborations have come that way. So, cause those, yeah. those reps and all those people are getting, they're getting so many emails a day and you can't take anything personally. It's mm-hmm. business, you know, so just be persistent. And if you want it, work for it, you know? And you don't get what you don't ask for in life. And that's another thing I live by. So it's just like, be yourself, be authentic and work hard. Yes, I love it. Preach everything you said. Everything. <laughs> I hope everyone who's listening is able to learn a lot because- Take notes. Yes, everything you're saying is literally amazing. And I think it's perfect to anyone who wants to become a content creator or you know wants to be self-employed. And that kind of goes into my next question, which- what advice would you give teens or just anyone who want to start their journey with becoming content creators and wanting to grow their platform? Uh, my advice would to be just do it. And I know it's hard, but you can't care what other people are going to think about you. Do it because it makes you happy and that's what you want to do and that's what you want to pursue. And if you surround yourself with the right full of people and friends, they will support you and have your back no matter what. And if those people aren't encouraging you or cheering you on, then you might want to find a new circle. And I think as I've gotten older too, I've learned that where I have a circle of friends who are just absolutely amazing and so supportive. And I feel like I can conquer the world with them cheering me on. And you just get to a point where you remove any negative influence because that's just only going to hold you back. And I feel like too, with teens these days, like Social media is crazy. I did not have Instagram until college, and I could not imagine growing up with the pressures of social media these days and being a teenager and comparing yourself, you know, to other girls or filters that exist. It's just so crazy with everything out there. So it's, you know, do what makes you happy and pursue your dreams because there are so many opportunities out there. And, you know, if you're not chasing it, someone else is. And just surround yourself with the right people and it'll happen. What's meant to happen for you will. So try, just try not to compare yourself to other people and you will be happy. Yes, I love it. And the last final question, I feel this probably a lot of people want to know. And, you know, I feel like it's something that really goes in with our brand. But what is your advice to anyone who wants to start a business after building a platform like yours, like after becoming a content creator, what is your advice on starting a business and kind of promoting it on all your different platforms? Because I know we talked a little bit about that. I feel like you don't even have to be a content creator if you don't want to be, if you just want to start a business because that's what you're passionate about and you love, you know, designing jewelry, designing clothes, whatever it is, if that's what you want to do, then do it. And my advice would be to just research do a lot of research because there is a lot of free information out there. It's so funny. Even TikTok, you can learn so much on small business TikTok, just little tips. Anything you see that could help you, write it down because it's it could be important at some point. And also reach out to anyone who's doing what you're doing and just ask them to hop on a call or ask them if it's okay if you email them a couple questions. Look for a mentor to kind of guide you. And if you have a question, like girls will ask me questions on Instagram and I will answer them all day long. And I had this girl like ask like, well, what's the difference between a business license and a seller's permit? 
and why do I need this tax number and like all this information and I will go on Google and research and like answer as best as I can because there's so many little nitty gritty things that you have to do that a lot of people don't know about and for me I just kind of learned as I went and I learned from my mistakes too so it's like I didn't realize I had to have a seller's permit till probably six months after I started selling product. But it's just like, I didn't know. I didn't talk to anybody about it. And small business TikTok wasn't a thing quite yet. <laughs> so I figured that out and I was like, oh shoot, like I need to do that. How do I do that? Go on Google and figure it out because there's that information there. So it's like, try to do the research for yourself and see what you can find then reach out to a mentor or someone who is doing what you want to be doing and ask them questions. Most people or small businesses will be more than willing to help answer your questions and kind of give you advice on what to do because they've been there. And there's not really like a handbook on step-by-step how to do this A through Z. Again, everyone's journey is so, so different. So you kind of just go with the flow you learn as you go, you're going to make mistakes, you know, make sure you just learn from them. One of the funniest mistakes I ever made was when I first launched my store, I didn't add the weight of the product to the items. And so when it was shipping, it wasn't charging any money for shipping because there was no weight. And then my customers would get their package and the post office was charging the money because it actually did weigh something. And I felt so bad. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. So obviously I went in and added weights and now I know to always double check the weights on the store, but it's like small things like that. You don't know until you're doing it or you mess up and you have to fix it. But Hey, it was a learning experience. And I think that's what it's all about is just learning and growing. Yeah. And I think it's important to like those little mistakes. You never know like anything, some little, little thing, for example, you said like the shipping part, like that actually happened to me. And it was like, oh my god like I thought it was doing everything correct but it's like it's not your fault nor you know anyone's fault it's just you you learn while you grow and it's like yes someone could have told you but it, you could have forgot exactly so it's a lot to learn and I just also want to say like to everyone who wants to start a business like just keep doing it you know you're gonna grow or of course as you said like talk to people I always say if you have a business that say lip gloss like dm someone else that has a lip gloss business become friends kind of you know get creative with each other's ideas ask you guys can like collab together yes like there are so many things you can do like that yeah so i it's also going with networking like networking is really really important so i just say thank you so much for being on the podcast today it was so much fun having you and i hope everyone who is listening learned so much from Alyssa and got to write down amazing notes and if you guys did write notes feel free to tag me and Alyssa. everything will be down below if you want to tag us and show us all the notes you wrote because there was a lot of information we shared um but feel free to let everyone know where they can find you yeah thank you so much for having me this is so much fun and i just think there's so much information out there like if you want to know something it is out there it's on the internet it's with someone you know so don't be afraid to ask and I'm totally all about, you know, collaboration over competition. So like my DMs are always open. If anyone ever has any questions about blogging, you know, taking photos, starting a business, feel free to always DM me. So my Instagram is at fashionably surfed. It's fashionably and then surfed, S-U-R-F-E-D. I think people are always confused about it. And I just, I came up with the name because I, you know, like fashionably late. 
Yeah. So I would be slightly late to things because I was out surfing. So I kind of just like created a name like super because I surfed so fashionably surfed to kind of keep that like beachy theme going. So yeah, that's my Instagram. That's also my blog is fashionablysurf.com. I think on YouTube, I'm just Alyssa Larson and TikTok is fashionably surfed as well. And then my brand is at shop summer buns on Instagram and then summerbuns.com for the website. Yes. Oh my God. You guys have to check her out. She's amazing. Also, if Please you guys DM ever... me, come say hi. I like yes. to talk to people and chat. I'm like, oh, I'm one of those people who's always on their phone. So <laughs> me here. So just thank you again. And hopefully we can have another episode in the future. Um, see if those kind of goals that we set now looking back, we're like, oh my God, it actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to say thank you so much. And I hope everyone who listened enjoyed this episode. Thank you. Thanks.